0: Hey guys, Jackie here. Welcome to the second episode of the Swift Results Podcast. Today we'll be talking about the biggest breakthroughs that I've had in my business. And this is actually going to be a multi part series. So this is part one. Um, but I really want to take you guys kind of behind the scenes a little bit and bring you in on what I see, of course with the luxury of of <laughs> hindsight as really being the biggest breakthrough moments in in my business and really work through how we can all be taking that sort of action and learning those sorts of lessons in our own lives and in our own businesses so so basically to set the scene i was at the height of my corporate career I was a director of sales at a health insurance company, and I, I was flying pretty high. I'll be real. I had always thought that I would be an entrepreneur. In fact, I had actually gone out on my own, which right around the time it turned out to be uh, the great, great recession. <laughs> uh, not a great time to to be an entrepreneur, especially a young, inexperienced entrepreneur, um, so that phase did not last as long as I had hoped, but I had always known in my soul in my heart um, that I wanted to be free, that I wanted to create change and meaning and and have a real purpose in life and I never saw those as really being all that possible while working in a normal nine to five job and so you know as a business owner i I were as a as a temporary business owner, I knew I always wanted to get back to that. I was always striving. So every job I took on, I was I was looking kind of for the opportunity, the side hustle. I was always increasing my skills, getting ready for my next opportunity. Uh, but then uh, this job came along and it was a progression. I, I worked my way up to this role inside of this company. And uh, this role really changed my mind. I, you know, I finally was being recognized. Even though I was young, I was finally being recognized and seen for the skill set that I had, for the vision that I had, and I was seen to actually be able to do these hard, hard things. Um, And so I started thinking, well, gosh, like, why do I need to start my own company when I can work at another company that's already built, that's, you know, basically like a startup in many ways and wear all these hats and and take on all these skill sets and um and and you know i'm i'm being seen and so you know for 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 a half minute i i thought that that was maybe probably going to change my path i i thought that i probably wouldn't need to be an entrepreneur and uh and then I was on the trip of a lifetime. I was on a trip, a mother-daughter trip in Croatia with my mom. And uh, I, I get a I get a message from, from my boss saying, I need to call her right away. And I'm like, call her? <laughs> I'm in Croatia. <laughs> I can't just call you. It's not just like a phone call. I mean, it is, but I mean, so... Uh, So yeah, so I had to call her, and uh, the end result of that call was I was told that I was being terminated from my position. So I should back up a little bit and fill you guys in a little bit more between the jump between this amazing job and this day. Um, First off, you should know that I had literally never in my life been fired or let go, ever. Uh, Well, okay. Okay. There was there was one time um, I was post post college post university uh, working in Ireland and I, I I actually got fired for for being too pretty and I I do I know how ridiculous that sounds um, but um, that's that's pretty much what happened that is that is absolutely a story for another day uh, so I guess you'll just have to keep listening <laughs> to the podcast if you ever want to hear that story. Um, someday. But other than that, I have literally never, never done anything except where I chose to leave from a position, I chose that it was no longer the right opportunity for me, I was headed in a new direction. And, uh, and frankly, people, you know, I always were, were didn't want me to go, right. So it was always my choice. Um, and here I am, I'm at the height of my corporate career, and and I get this phone call. And so in this particular situation, I, the, I guess the good news was there was literally nothing to do with me, um, nothing to do with the job that I'd done in the role. Um, health insurance is always an interesting field. And in this particular time frame, we had a new president. And it became very apparent to... Our company, which was not just a health insurance company, that was just one division of what we did, Um, but ultimately that things were going to become very tricky um, in the way that we were in the space that we were in, and uh, they decided to close down the whole division. Um, So we had heard rumblings about this, Uh, we knew it was coming. Kind of, um, but we didn't have any details. We didn't know what it would mean. And ultimately, um, with where I was in my career and what I had done for this company, there was a part of me that thought, well, even if that happens, you know, there's, there's always an opportunity to move to a different department, for instance, um, But instead, what ended up happening was that uh, there was the state needed to come in. The health insurance industry is very, very regulated, and so they needed to come in. And then they started making the hiring decisions. And uh, and all of this was happening while I'm on a trip, so I don't really know much of any of it is going on. And uh, and then I I get this this note that I need to call my boss, and and basically she was, you know, it was the end. And I said, oh, okay, well when. When is this all being humming effective? And she said, "Actually, it happened yesterday." (laughs) Oh, okay. So you mean my last day at this job um, was—I didn't even know I was having it when I had it. Wow, (laughs) like um, quite quite the experience. And and definitely put a little bit of a damper on what what was this amazing trip i was having with my mom and and gosh if you ever have the opportunity to go to croatia go it is amazing beautiful and uh this was a challenge so i decided um to just kind of okay i said i'm out of town for a few more days it was at the, it was towards the end of the trip and i said you know i just <laughs> can't deal with all of this right now uh can i email you to sort out how do I pick up my stuff and not and get all the stuff figured out uh, when I'm back. And my boss says, sure. And I said, you know, what's going to be the terms of my severance? And, you know, and she was like, I actually don't have any of those details. And I'm like, I don't understand. She's like, well, I haven't really, you know, HR is supposed to be on this call. They weren't able to get on the call. So I literally don't have any details for you. I just know that you no longer have the job. So, I had to choose and I chose to uh just try to enjoy the rest of my trip uh knowing what was waiting for me when I got home which was a whole bunch more uncertainty. And uh so that began my what turned into being a huge fiasco um around this this process. So So typically, I I, actually, like I said, I've never been let go before, really. So I don't really quite know what it's supposed to be like. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not supposed to be when you're on a, you know, a paid vacation, meaning they knew I was on a paid vacation. I'm not exactly sure why, um, (laughs) why they had to break into it uh, to stop that paid vacation to let me know. Um, But they did. And um, so I get back. And, you know, I'm all over the place. My head is all over the place. And I I am not able to see the positive in this. I am just like, I have worked so hard to get where I was. And I'm, I'm, I'm frankly, I'm, I'm devastated. Like, this is just, this is not the plan. This was not the plan. Um, and then I find out that basically I'm getting like no severance, um, and then they try to tell me that I also am not eligible for any of the commission that I that, that I am owed at this point. Um, so that starts what ends up being a massive battle back and forth because they have fired my whole department. So all of the, the people who understand my contract and the arrangements and what the contract actually means, um, you know, there's the there's the words on the page, but. You know, if the person who wrote the words on the page aren't there anymore, um, it can be a little tricky. So, so we're talking. I spent over a month dealing with this just to get the money that I was owed. Just the money that is going to make sure that I can continue to pay rent and bills while I figure all of this stuff out. And the uh, <sighs> icing on the cake of this horrible, horrible experience was i i have to figure out how to go get my stuff so i i decide you know I, I my department's gone all of those people are gone they already had their last day i don't want to walk into a building where people already still have their jobs going about their lives and have to you know do whatever you do to politely tell everyone you're okay um so there was someone in another department who was willing to box up my stuff for me. And uh, so she, she did that and brought it down for me. And there was my check. Um, so she said, you know, this is the check for me at JAR. And um, I need you to sign for it. And so I do. And <laughs> so, gosh, awful day. Awful day to see all of your stuff boxed up. The fact that everyone had to back box it up for me. Um, oh, it's just, it was embarrassing. It was... It was definitely one of the low points. Um, and then I thought, well, gosh, it just really can't get any worse than this. Um, I, I'm barely getting any money out of this whole process. I f- had to fight tooth and nail to just get the, the bare minimum of what I'm owed. And uh, and this has taken weeks and weeks. Um, so I get home. I pull out the check, and I, I, I glanced at it. Um, make sure that number, I just zeroed on the number. The number was technically right, right, after my battle. And uh, I, I look at the check and I'm like, wait, there's something missing. And I realize they have not signed the check. This is a check made out to me in the correct amount, and it's not signed by anyone. So, yeah. So now I have a worthless worthless check I bet you won't be surprised to find out it took a whole nother week for me to get an actual actually signed check so disaster disaster from top to bottom so I'm in this financial situation I'm trying to figure out what to do next and I start to realize that you know this this could be my opportunity. This could be my opportunity to actually start a business again, like really do it right, really do what I've been wanting to do, take all of my skills and 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 serve myself um, and serve others, but not, not just my employer. And um, so I start looking into how this might be possible because I ultimately know that I need to receive unemployment. I have to receive unemployment, especially with Really, basically, getting almost no severance. Um, I have I have to have some sort of safety net um, as I go through this process. But I also know that you know when you're you're on unemployment, um, from hearing from other people and helping actually other people deal with it. I, I know you're not. You, you've got to be out job searching, and you have to accept any job that comes your way. And it's like, you know, oh my goodness, you know. So I'm how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to start a business, be applying for jobs? And so I started digging. And I remember something that I had read a while back um, about a particular program that was in Oregon. So very long, very long story. Um, but there's actually a program um, in Oregon and in other states, but they're, and unfortunately, it's not in every state, which I think is huge problem. I think this this program belongs in absolutely every state. And if you live in a state that doesn't have this program, um, I highly recommend that you find that out and, and reach out to officials, especially while all this chaos is going on in the world. And there are changes being made to unemployment and how it's run and being available to more people like the self-employed. Um, but basically, there's a program um, where you can put together a business proposal and then... Um, Once that's accepted by the department, uh, they will actually, you will get unemployment, but you will get unemployment while you're setting up your business. Um, So you don't need to be going out there looking for jobs disingenuously. (laughs) Uh, You don't have to accept a job if it's not the right fit for you. Um, And it's this fantastic program. So I highly, highly recommend um, that if you're ever in the need or if you ever know anyone, that you find out if that's a situation in your state, and if it's not, I think you should fight for it. So setting all of that, you know, that's always government bureaucracy, right? Uh, Quite a process. Um, But ultimately, you know, working through that process led me to realize that my job before, this amazing, amazing job that I felt for the first time really seen in and really allowed me to do big things was ultimately still just basically providing golden handcuffs, right? That ultimately I could still only fly so high. And yes, I was making great money and I was getting paid well for doing a really hard, important job um, that I loved. But ultimately, there was only so high I was ever going to be able to fly. And there was only so much I was ever going to be able to accomplish. And so as awful as that all was and as demoralizing it was to have lost my job and as demoralizing as it was to have to tell people about this, I mean, people knew what I was doing and would ask and I'd have to say, well, I, uh, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, what's so interesting is we also see so much more of our culture when these things happen because we understand how critical work is to our identity and how people see us. Um, and so, so by losing my job, you know, that took away my identity and gave me an, a very unfortunate identity for a while, right? That was, you know, unemployed, right? Um, there's all sorts of connotations that go along with that and all sorts of things that we think about people and, and, you know, I talked in my last podcast about how I really hoped that w- there were some positive things coming out of the this pandemic. And, you know, there's a lot of really hard things coming out too, but I, I, I really, really hope that some really good things come out. One thing that I see as a potential good thing is that we finally start seeing that, you know, look at all these people who have become unemployed during the pandemic. And is there any way or shape or form that we would ever say that that is their fault? No. So this idea that because someone is unemployed doesn't doesn't we don't know anything we know nothing about what that means. Um, and so I, I really I really think that we should you know we should we can take these opportunities to kind of reshape how our culture views things. And one of the things is, you know, m- making a difference in the world is important. Um, everyone wants to take action and and, and feel like they're their life has some sort of purpose. Right. Um, so just assuming that because someone is unemployed, that, that, that says something about them, I I think is just so, so not on point and so not helpful. Um, so I had these golden handcuffs and now instead of having golden handcuffs, I'm, I'm free. I am completely free. I can do whatever I want. I can start whatever business i want um, i can I can take that freedom for myself um, and so this The situation that was hard and awful and felt demoralizing and And I mean, it was not the end of that, right? I mean, being a business owner is not easy. And so this was not my last challenge, but it was the first one. It was the first thing that objectively on the outside looked like a bad thing and very well could have turned into a bad thing, right? I had very little control in the situation, um, but ultimately became one of the greatest breakthroughs I've ever had and had this breakthrough of being the first breakthrough in my business, which was taking step one and, and starting it. Um, so the lesson or the thought that I want to kind of um, take away from this, and I hope you take away from it, and something I want you to kind of ponder on is that so much is out of our hands. And this has always been true, right? But right now, right now, especially, and and whenever you're listening to this in the future, I think this will probably (laughs) likely be the case for a while, right? So much is out of our hands. There is so much chaos. There's so much that we cannot control. Um, But ultimately, we always have choices, right? Inside of whatever is happening, outside of the control that we don't have, we have choices. And so, so I think it, you know, if we knew that it would all work out, if we just somehow knew that, right, what would be our next step? What would be the next step that we would do in our life? What would be the next step that we would do in our business? What's the next thing? Is it a pivot? Is it a change? Is it, is it a whole shutdown and start over? Is it leaving our job and going out on our own? Is it taking the side hustle and exploding it? What's the thing that's the best next step? Even if it's scary, right? Let's find our best next step and then let's do it. Hey guys, Jackie here. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any future episodes or anything else exciting that we're doing, we want to make that as easy for you as possible. So you can just send us a quick email to swift at bcast dot email. Again, that's swift at bcast dot email. And when you send an email there, you don't need to put anything in it. Super quick and easy. And that will make sure that you never miss out on anything that we're doing.